have just finished my fighting complexity and marketing speaking tour of Europe. And one thing struck me as I visited Romania, the Czech Republic and Macedonia, and that is simplicity is a universal language. But it's a language many companies have yet to learn. Let's explore that in a little bit more detail. Welcome to episode 195 of the Marketing and Finance Podcast. This is the podcast for ideas and inspiration on marketing your business and growing your business and for discussing topics on all things finance. I'm Roger Edwards, a marketing guy and keynote speaker from Edinburgh. Talk to me if you want to cut the BS and the complexity from your marketing strategy. Hey folks, and welcome to the Marketing and Finance Podcast. Listen, thanks as always for downloading or streaming the show. I really do appreciate you taking the time to plug me and my guests into your earphones. This week, it's me and the mic talking about simplicity. And I've come to the conclusion after doing a speaking trip around Europe this autumn, and in fact, in reality, doing a speaking trip around Europe over the whole of 2018, that simplicity is a universal language. Now, this year I've been to Serbia, I've been to Romania, I've been to Czech Republic, I've been to Macedonia. And when you go abroad to speak in a country where English isn't their first language, you do have that nagging doubt that they're not going to quite get your message or that you might use some colloquial language or something like that. But what I discovered in my tour of Europe is that simplicity is definitely something that everybody understands and that simplicity is definitely something that customers all over Europe, indeed all over the world, absolutely want companies to deliver. I have two main keynote speeches that I'm delivering at the moment. The first one, the one that I've delivered the most, is the fighting complexity in marketing speech. And this is the one that includes my now quite famous cat sat on the mat sketch. And I've delivered this speech at the Content Experience Conference in Belgrade. That was back in June. I did the same presentation at the IM World Conference in Bucharest in Romania. That was in October. Similarly, Forum Media Conference in Prague. That was in October. And the All Web Conference in Skopje in Macedonia. That was in November. My other speech, the Marketing is Broken speech, which also delves deep into this whole issue of complexity. That's the one I gave at the Upreneur speech. That's the one that includes the story of John the wine man, which people are still talking about today. And I really do need to get round to telling you the story of John the wine man on this podcast. And just yesterday, I was in London at the Women in Protection Conference. Now, this was a last minute booking, and I wasn't actually a main speaker. I simply sat on one of the discussion panels. But once again, we got into this whole issue of complexity, especially complexity of marketing language. And again, you could tell that most of the people in the audience, by their their nodding heads and their smiles on their faces agreed that we have to be a lot simpler in our communications. And that's how I know that people want simplicity, because these talks have really resonated with the audience. Now, I give a lot of examples of, of management speak mumbo jumbo and just plain muppetry. And these observations get laughs from the audience. 
or at least knowing nods. And people shout out and join in when I do my cat on the mat sketch, which is effectively a way of demonstrating how complexity and bloat can creep in to a company's marketing communications as they grow larger. And you know that you've struck a chord when you get that sort of reaction from people. But I do wonder... If everybody agrees that language in marketing is complicated and bloated, why do we still do it? Everybody has a laugh when you quote them a piece of management speak, you know, when you say, we're going to have to take this um, subject offline, or we're going to have to focus on the crocodiles nearest to the boat. People roll their eyes, people laugh, but they still allow it to happen. They don't call out the people who are using this corporate claptrap. I think it is about time we started calling people out. It is about time we took action to beat the bloat and to keep things a lot simpler. Complexity affects everything. It affects the product. It affects the process. It affects the customer service. But it's often worse in the marketing communications. And I always tell the story in my speeches about a time, and this is quite a long time ago, we're probably talking about 15, maybe even 20 years ago. I was working for a company, it was a financial services company, not going to name the name of the company, but we had just put together a brochure for customers. It was a sort of corporate brochure, but it also talked about the products, it also talked about the service. And we did decide to take it out to research because we wanted to make sure that this brochure and it was a printed brochure, remember those, and we wanted to make sure that it engaged the customer, that they could understand the language, that it would make them want to come and do business with us. So we hired one of those research facilities, and you've probably been to one. Um, There's usually a room where the people who are being researched sit, and they're often given drinks, coffee, sometimes even given wine and beer. We, the company observing, are sat behind a one-way mirror. So the people in the room, all they can see is a mirror reflecting themselves back into the room. But we're sat on the other side of that one-way mirror. And for us, it's like a window. So we can see them. We can see their facial expressions. We can see their reactions. And we can we can almost feel like we're in the room with them. The feedback that came from this research was that this brochure was a dud. They didn't like the corporate language. They didn't like the complicated sentences. They thought the language was very bloated and long paragraphs and lots of industry jargon. And one one guy just said, this, this, is, this is just gobbledygook. This is just financial services gobbledygook. And the moderator, the person asking the questions said, would this brochure encourage you to do business with this company? And most of the people in the room said, no, I wouldn't want to deal with a company like this because they're just too complicated and their products are complicated and they're not making enough of an effort to talk to me in my language. So we we decided as a result of these research workshops to go away and rewrite this brochure and actually try to do it in a much more simple style, a more chatty style, to try and rewrite it in the sort of language that our customers speak, as opposed to corporate mumbo-jumbo. If I remember rightly, we got help from the Plain English Society. And, And again, the Plain English Society, as you would expect, is all about trying to write in plain English, in simple terms. So we went away, we rewrote it, and I was 
actually a lot happier with the result. It was in chatty language. We got rid of most of the jargon, short sentences, short paragraphs. We, we might even have done different colours and made it a little less corporate looking. You know, less photographs of men in boardrooms and less photographs of men on beaches walking with their children that you often find in financial services literature. So we took it back out to research again. The great thing was the customers being researched actually agreed. It was definitely much more engaging. It was definitely much more simple and it was definitely something that they felt that they understood. They could read it. It was easy to read. It put over the concept of the company and its products in a much simpler way. And when the moderator asked them, would you engage with this company? Would you want to buy from them? The majority actually said, yeah, I actually would. This is a company that I think I could do business with. They've obviously made an effort to communicate in a really easy to understand and simple style. So I was feeling great about this. It felt like a breakthrough. Next step, we had to get this piece of literature signed off before we could print it. And this is when we ran into trouble. Because the people that had to sign off this literature included the legal person, the compliance person, senior management. And I remember the legal person coming back and saying, I'm not going to sign this off. It's not professional enough. He almost had to use air quotes when he used the word professional. I hate it when people use the word professional. What does it mean? Does professional mean you have to write in gobbledygook and bloated language? But he says, I'm not signing this off. It's not professional enough. It doesn't fit our corporate standards. And my response to him was, well, is it legal? And he said, well, of course it's legal. There's nothing wrong with the actual words, but I'm not signing it off because I wouldn't have written it like that. I don't believe it fits the company image. Now, my view has always been that the legal person signing off a piece of literature only signs off the legality. And that should be the end of it. Similarly, from a compliance point of view, they can change things if it doesn't comply. They shouldn't be able to change it if it's just not the way that they would have written it or they're working to some other agenda. So it had to be escalated to, believe it or not, the executive team of the company, the senior management team. And guess what happened next? The executive team said that we had to go with the first version of the brochure. Let me say that again. They said we had to go with the first version of the brochure. That was the version that was full of jargon, full of corporate language, full of management speak, full of long sentences, long paragraphs, that brochure that the people in the research room said would not make them want to do business with the company, that literature that those people in that room said would put them off buying our products, and that was the piece of literature that we ended up going with. Why? Because it was more professional, in air quotes. Because it was more corporate, in air quotes. Now, marketing is all about making sure that you engage with your customers, that you make them get to know you, get to like you, get to trust you enough to buy your stuff. If it's not engaging, if it doesn't ultimately lead to sales, then it's failing. And yet, here we were being told to go with a piece of literature which we knew would not engage the customer. That experience shaped my attitude towards 
marketing shaped my attitude towards complexity and simplicity. And telling that story at conferences always gets the same result. People laugh when I mention the word the legal person. People laugh when I say the compliance person because they've had the same experience. It resonates with them. It's time to try and stop this from happening. And it's not easy. If you're in a corporate environment, these people are powerful. These people are the bosses. But if we want to engage with the customer, if we want to increase sales, we have to engage. And to engage, we need to keep things simple. So I'm going to finish the podcast off by just giving you a couple of examples of how you can cut the crap from your marketing communications. So number one, cut out meaningless words. There's a lot of meaningless words used by companies in their marketing. Words like innovative, You can almost guarantee that whatever they're describing as innovative isn't innovative at all. And words like revolutionary and groundbreaking and world-beating, you just know that they aren't. You know that they're the same as everybody else. Look for these meaningless words. A friend of mine recently published this sentence that he was trying to get his company to change. I'll just read it to you. Our quality service delivery and integrated network gives us an advantage our competitors cannot match to offer a one-stop solution for building support services that can be delivered from our own resources. It sounds corporate, doesn't it? It might even sound quite impressive. But what the hell does it mean? Using the words like quality and one-stop solution, it's cliched. Try to find a simpler way of saying it. Maybe just say, our service stands out and here's an example of why. Don't wrap it up with all that meaningless mumbo jumbo. Second tip, always aim for very short sentences. I have a really simple rule with this. Once I've written a piece of literature or an article or a web page or whatever it is, I always go back and for each paragraph, I try to cut that paragraph down to a sentence. And then I have a look at the sentences and try to cut those sentences down even more. Can I get them down to one word? Can I get them down to one or two words? If you have that mentality of simplicity and cutting and editing, you will get to a much simpler and much more engaging piece of copy. Third thing, try to cut out the corporate jargon or the industry jargon. Now, I said earlier, I was at this Women in Protection conference yesterday in London, financial services, talking about insurance products like life insurance, critical illness cover, income protection. And that particular industry is awash with corporate jargon and awash with industry jargon. You know, critical illness cover is often shortened to CIC and people actually call CIC kick and you can buy a life insurance version which is known as accelerated critical illness cover or a kick and you can you can buy one that doesn't include life cover and that's called standalone critical illness or SA kick. Now, you should think about using those terms The customer has absolutely no idea what those are. And if you then wrap it up with all sorts of complicated policy definitions, then you're really going to alienate the customer. You're really going to turn them off. It's not engaging. So try very hard to eliminate the corporate jargon and eliminate the terminology of your industry. It goes back to one of my age-old principles, and that is, Assume the customer knows nothing. And if you assume the customer knows nothing, then you don't want to be using terms like that because they have no idea what they mean. Fourth one, and so important again, is to cut 
the management speak. Don't take things offline. Don't run things up flagpoles. Don't take strategic showers. Don't take idea showers. Don't focus on the crocodiles nearest the boat or grab the low-hanging fruit. Don't reach out to people and don't circle back when they don't reach back. Is reach back a thing? People laugh at management speak. They roll their eyes at management speak, but we all carry on using it. Please try not to use this language in your marketing communications because it doesn't engage the customer. So I hope you enjoyed that little canter through and those examples of how to keep your marketing communications simple, how to cut out the complexity and to beat the bloat. I do believe having taken my talks around Europe this year that simplicity is a universal language and those of us that embrace simplicity will have happier customers, will have more engaged customers and will ultimately get them to buy more of our stuff. If you want me to come and do my fighting complexity and marketing talk at your event or for your company, please do get in touch. I'd be more than delighted to have a chat with you about how I can help you put this message across to your people. Next week, we'll be back to the interview format. Thanks for listening to the Marketing and Finance Podcast, and I'll see you on the next one. Thanks for listening to the Marketing and Finance Podcast. Do please look at the show notes at rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash MAF for links to the apps and topics and books we discussed. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review on iTunes. Simply visit rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash iTunes and leave a review. I'll catch you on the next episode. In the meantime, keep marketing your business to keep growing your business.